0: Each of us is the center of our own universe. Because we're so focused on our own behavior, it can be difficult to arrive at an accurate assessment of how much or how little our behavior is noticed by others.
1: What's up, listeners, and welcome to Squeezing the Orange of Social Science, a podcast co-hosted by myself, comedian Akin O'Mobitan, and Professor Dan Cable. In each episode, the two of us pick apart peer-reviewed and published social science papers, squeezing out the best bits so that you, the listener, don't have to sift through pages and pages of academic literature. What's up, Dan? Hi, Akin. Hey, hey, hey. What
0: fun. Well, today... We're going to have a ball looking at how much we focus on our own behaviors. And I think it's something we all understand intuitively, but you look at these articles and you're just kind of blown away by how much we overestimate
1: our our importance in other people's minds. Totally. So what's, uh, what's the article that we're going to, he says, have been read it already? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, this is one of my heroes,
0: Tom Gilovich. Uh, I worked Ooh. with Tom Gilovich when I was at Cornell University, and he is a dream a dream as a mentor, but also as a human being. And so this oh, is. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. That's high praise, man. Yeah. You're not going to get any higher than Tom. And then his, um, former student, um, now really prolific and well-known superstar Northwestern, Victoria Medvik and Kenneth Savitsky, whom I don't know, but I'm sure is a very likable person. <laughs> <laughs> and name of the article. It's the spotlight effect in social judgment. And this was published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. I love how you gave them the short title.
1: I know. Like I, I, know. I, I was oh, I was waiting for you it to like Yeah, out. I was waiting for you to roll out the full Why I'm gonna I'm that? gonna have to do it. Do I it. have to do it because roll I just I wanna kind of give a bit more kind of like depth okay. to what we're going into here. So the full title is the spotlight effect in social judgment. An egocentric bias in estimates of the salience of one's own actions and appearance. I think they're all sleeping. they have dozed off now. <laughs> you know what's funny? It's like that big long
0: article that you just read. Squeezing the orange would just be the spotlight effect. Totally. So what we're the- just,
1: we're just trying to make it easy for you. Well, that's people. what I'm going to title it. it. <laughs> yeah, when, I, when, I, when I'm publishing it for. <laughs> To go live, I'm not putting the full title in. Um, but yeah, so the spotlight effect essentially is that people tend to believe the social spotlight shines more brightly on them than it really does. Yeah. And I love this I kind of too. stuff. This is the kind of stuff that I really get off on yeah. because it's like essentially what it's saying is everyone chill out. You're not as important as you think Even you are. Even though it
0: feels like you do. We yeah. all
1: have that subjective feeling Not that we're even
0: trying to be egocentric. Not that we're trying to be egomaniacs, as it were. I am. But, okay. (laughs) Fair enough. Not everybody I can... (laughs) Well, listen. I love this idea that it's not our fault, but we have to perceive the world through our lenses. That's the way we work. That's the way humans and other animals work. So, the idea is we bump along through the river of life, and everything we're seeing is from our own senses. And, therefore... When we think about how other people perceive
1: us, we know that they're not in us, but we don't really downgrade it far enough. That's such a fantastic way of kicking this off as well, because this isn't saying that our behavior is wrong. Like, it's not saying that being egocentric is wrong. What it's saying is that because we're egocentric, here are some behaviors that cause us to Misbehave. And I don't mean misbehave as, as in be naughty, but I mean misbehave as in we then kind of lose control of our own thoughts and feelings. And so if, if, if that makes sense. Well, tell me. Ooh. Tell me. What I, what, what I think
0: about this study is that when we think about our impact on others and how wrapped up they are and our foibles on the one hand, like let's say that right now I stuttered or misspoke. My mind might start worrying and being like, "Oh, let's just redo this whole thing because they're all going to be hearing that." But in real life, they're doing three other things right now. They're checking their Twitter feed. They're listening to this thing. It just blows right by them. But like, I might get all upset about that. And even on the other side, if I'm in some meeting and I think I made some really good comment, I'm thinking like, "Why well, change minds out there?" I really yep. rock people. I football. demand a promotion. <laughs> Meanwhile, again, they're all thinking about what they said. Yeah. He's not fussed about what – and so I think that when you said misbehavior, Mm. I'd like you to hear what hear more what you said about that. But for me, it's less even about misbehaving and behaving. It's more like you go through life and you do certain things, and the question is how much you think other people even notice the way you act. What do
1: you think about that? No, I very much agree. Yeah, 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 I very much agree. I found this study to be humbling whilst also being encouraging at the same time. And we'll get into some of the findings and why it's humbling and why it is encouraging. But you also made a great point, Dan, as well, when you, you talk about our reference point. So if we, not even if we, we're pretty much condemned, we're, 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 we are our self-contained prison. So it's this kind of like contradiction of being free, but your freedom is conv- confined to being you. So your reference point for everything is always going to be, how do I see it? And until you actually start taking into consideration what other people think and feel, and the study shows that we do that, Mm -hmm. but even in doing that, Mm -hmm. we're so anchored in our own experience, Mm -hmm. which makes sense, because that's all we've been doing our entire lives is our own experience. Even if we try to adjust for what we think other people think, The anchoring of our own experience is still so great that we're going to overestimate how other people think about our behavior, our appearance, our words. In the first study, they actually have, what, five different
0: studies? They got busy. I like that. I like how they show it in different domains. Some's around appearance. Some's around behavior. I really enjoy that. But in this first study, I think it's so clever. I genuinely think it's clever, and this is what Tom Gilovich is kind of known for in my book, is he creates naturalistic settings where there's real behavior and real judgments going on, but there's some little hook that makes you kind of smile inside, and in this case, what he did is he got a bunch of students at Cornell University to come into an actual lab setting. And a lot of them just sat at this table, kind of, you know, waiting to fill out some forms. And then one of the people was randomly assigned to be the person that was handed a T-shirt. And then they had to walk in front of the other students with the T-shirt, essentially. And the T-shirt was Barry Manilow. And at least at that time and place, um, when the study was conducted, Barry Manilow would have been... La- la- laughable?
1: Is that too strong? Um, I think laughable for the generation that came after. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's mm-hmm. too strong. Mm-hmm. I think laughable for a generation that followed.
0: And so there's this idea that you're wearing this laughable t-shirt. And you're made to wear it. But because you're wearing it, it kind of implies that you like Barry Manilow. I think that's the problem. Totally, <laughs> The psychological tension is, Usually we wear t-shirts of people that we kind of like and know you're wearing very vanilla. And so they have to walk in front of this cool people, real people, making real judgments. Then they walk out and then each of the people has to say, Hey, did you notice what that guy was wearing? And then that guy wearing the shirt says, how many of those people do you think noticed what you were wearing? And that's the setup.
1: And the setup is, the setup is mwah, beautiful. So as is the case with most of these behavioral lab experiments, the participants are unaware of what the researcher is trying to find out. So if we rewind to the beginning of study one, and by the way, all of these studies are very similar. So we'll probably spend a bit of time on study one, because when we then start discussing the ones that follow, it's it's a lot briefer because you have the the understanding of study one. So we, you Probably looking at about one target participant. So that's the individual that's going to wear the Barry Manilow t-shirt. And then let's say you have a conference room, uh, or to make it w- less worky, yeah. let's just say a room. A room um, and with then, a table. Yeah, with a, with a room with a table. <laughs> if you could imagine that for one second outside of the context of work. <laughs> so on one side of that table, you have, let's say, Six to eight individuals who are all filling out a questionnaire or a form, which they believe is related to some other study. So these people are occupied. And then the participant in the Barry Manilow t-shirt, as Dan mentions, they now come in. Now, what the experimenters did, which was quite interesting is when the, the, when the participant enters the room, they believe that they're going to be joining a study. So when they're about to join the, the person who's leading the research study or one of the assistants, mm-hmm stops the individual, does a little bit of like a play act, like, hmm, you know what? Like everyone else is quite far ahead on this. So what we'll do actually is you can leave and we'll get you something else to do. So from the participants' perspective, they've come in wearing this Barry Manilow t-shirt. Six to eight people have been doing something. Some of them might have looked up, paid attention, and then carried on doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So what they're now trying to find out is how many of those six to eight people do you think... Noticed the t-shirt that you were wearing. And it's like, so, oh, it's... Not. I know, you got to give them so much credit. Part of what's so beautiful is these all
0: are real humans interacting. It's not as though some of them... Later on, some of the people at the table aren't really part of the study. They're confederates. They're behind the scenes. They know. On these first ones, they're all just people interacting. They're just a bunch of kids yeah. interacting. And what I love is it starts to reflect this concept of naive realism. Mm. And I love this concept. I, I think that in some ways this naive realism is... The heart of this entire study. And it's basically okay. this tendency to assume that your perception of an object or event is an accurate reflection of its objective properties, when in reality, there isn't really much objective out there. It's a subjective interpretation, or the fancy word is construal. But it's this idea that. What things mean have so much to do with who's doing the judging. We tend to all forget that. Yes.
1: And that's a really important, powerful piece of this. It's very important. And it's, oh man, it's, if you've ever had a heated discussion with someone, one of the things that helped me to have better conversations with people is there was a couple of things. One, I, instead of trying to change someone's mind or counter their point, my objective became to try to understand where they were coming from. Because what you, if you've like, so I'm in my, I'm, I'm, I'm in my mid thirties. I'm now at an age where it's like, I don't even want to give the real number. Like, I want to keep it like as vague as, that's when I realized I'm Yeah, I have an age. I'm an individual <laughs> who has an age. <laughs> And what I will narrow that age down to is it's somewhere between 30 and 39. Yes, yes. Um, I'm trying to remember what my point was. Yeah, so if you meet someone, <laughs> like, you're meeting an individual who has gone... Like, if, if someone met me for the first time, they're meeting an individual who has 30 plus years of life experience that is possibly entirely different from their life experience so my opinions and my knowledge my stance my ideologies it's all based on what's happened to me in those 30 plus years Mm -hmm. so my so when someone's having a conversation with me you're now trying to change my mind on something that has been happening brewing. For, 30, yeah, been brewing brewing. for a long time so now when i have conversations with people i just want to understand why they think a certain way i don't need to convince them i can just ask questions because then i can understand oh that once you ask them it makes a lot of sense <laughs> even if you don't agree with it it makes a lot of sense so yeah this idea of naive realism was i oh, was it was a beautiful term, yes it okay?
0: is i i love it because it goes to the heart of the whole study and you know in this case what we then have is a bunch of really cool opportunities. The first thing that we can ask is, hey, people, when that guy walked in, how many of you recognized what he was wearing? And the answer, I believe, was
1: 22%. It was, yeah. It was, I, can't, I can't remember 22. the numbers.
0: I think it was 22%. That's one thing you can ask. A second thing you can ask is, hey, you person wearing the Barry Manilow shirt, how many of those people recognized you? And it was nearly 50%. So it was twice as high as reality. Yeah. And then our third thing they can do is they can take a film of that event and then they can show it to people that have no skin in the game. They weren't even in the room. There was no emotions involved and just said, hey, how many of those people at that table do you think knew what shirt that guy was wearing? And the answer was the same as the people in the room, which is about 22 or 23%. Yes. And it's just so powerful and important to be able to show that – There is a reality. Somebody walked in with a shirt, but the meaning of that shirt changes radically, and therefore the perception changes radically. It brings me to mind of that, uh, a lot of people will remember, this thing where there were kids passing around a basketball, Ah, and you had to count the number of passes that they made, and right in the middle of this, um, a person in a gorilla suit walked through, and if you're really counting the number of passes, about 60% of the people don't see the gorilla, now, objectively, it's true there was a gorilla in the room, but if 60% don't see it, that means it wasn't important enough for the brain to recognize.
1: And not only, not only did this gorilla, and I would love to correct and say person in the gorilla suit, but let's forget about okay, that. Okay. Let's, let's say a gorilla. gorilla, as actual, an actual gorilla, yeah. walks through this game of like, pass, doesn't just walk through, to my recollection, the gorilla stops and popped, like, some moves yes, yes, as well yes, 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 and then yes, carried on. Yes. It's such a phenomena yes, yes. to yes. see as well. And it's right in
0: front of your visual. Um, it, it's basically right in front of your eyes. It's right through the screen. And he's, like, peeing on his chest and stuff and to not see the gorilla. But really, I do this in my classes a lot. And, again, about 60% just don't see this gorilla. And then they can't believe it. They think I switched the film. Yes. And this is how life is. What's so powerful about it is there's too many millions of things that you could pay attention to. So you mostly don't see much of life. What you pay attention to is what you think is important. And then that starts to feel like reality to you.
1: I love that quote, Dan, man. I'm going to write it down, you, mo- you mostly don't see too much in life. Yeah. Like, we're missing most of yes, it, man. we're missing most of it. Like, I like it. And you just have to.
0: And I think that what's so powerful about these sorts of studies is they remind of us of that. Yes. Um, when I was done reading this study, it gives you this feeling of, like, of course. When you start reading this study, you don't feel that way. That's what's so beautiful about these studies is it brings you to a place where what is now obvious as a scientific phenomenon, you just wouldn't have predicted the hours before you started reading it. you know, we're able to give readers that. In a half of
1: an hour, instead of the four hours it takes to really digest, it. <laughs> yes, totally, <laughs> we're doing our work. Uh, yeah, hopefully, man. And like the feedback oh, we've been getting uh, suggests that people are really rocking with some of these findings that we, we are it. we are sharing with them. I found it interesting how they went with a Barry Manilow you, t- on how the do you t-shirt. Feel about Barry yourself? Well, the thing is, if you put. Like if you showed me a picture of Barry Mallow and was like who is this person I'd be like I don't know who that dude is yeah, is that Rod yeah, Stewart yeah. is that Mick Jagger does look a little like Rod Stewart it does, right? Yeah. That is not a bad call Yeah I'd just be like I don't know man that's like it's <laughs> like some white dude man I don't know which specific yes, yes. is that Bob Dylan I don't know it's what's it's yes, some it's yeah. some dude um so I found that interesting but I thought what was fascinating is you need to get that individual spot on The individual that you choose, because the individual needs to be recognizable so that if someone is one of those six to eight individuals who does look up, the individual needs to be instantly identifiable. Otherwise, it's just a face and then you just don't log it as information. However, you can't make the individual too recognizable yeah. so if we use a, a modern example now without delving into politics i'm going to try to bring up this example without it turning into politics if you have a picture of donald trump on someone's t-shirt now people he's probably one of the most recognizable faces today however people's feelings towards him are so strong that it's going to skew the uh, data. I mean, that's an incredible question. Yeah, because if you have someone yes. who's now going to elicit an emotional response yes. in you, yes. it's not just that you're recognizing the face, you're now either filled with love and admiration yeah. or you're filled with hate and detest. Yeah. So it's going to be yes. even more yes. potent. So you wow. need someone who is recognizable enough but not necessarily a love or hate figure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Yeah. That's why I felt with the beauty of picking Barry Manning. Um, so, as Dan dis- as Dan explained, what happened is that people believed that twice as many individuals as was recorded were paying attention. Right. So, we That's believe, in this instance, yeah. the assumption was that twice as many people noticed me than actually did, That's or right. at least noticed That's what right. I was wearing. That's right. Um, so, in study two... Uh, which w- we can kind of like segue. I know if segue- oh, no, we can move real quick because yeah, what, yeah. what's so cool about that one for me is
0: the next question was, is this just for embarrassing stuff? Yes. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Because it it is a great empirical question as to whether we're mostly overjudging and overestimating our impact when we feel a little sheepish about wearing somebody. So in the next one, they basically just let them pick what hero, if you will, they yeah. wanted to wear
1: on their shirt. And uh, what do you think about those choices? Well, the choices I thought were very interesting. so they had a choice they had three choices. they could either pick uh, Bob Marley, Jerry Seinfeld, or Martin Luther King, and, and who would you have I would have picked Jerry Seinfeld myself, yeah, um which is it's like Sunday. I feel like I feel like as a black dude. I'm supposed to pick either Bob Marley or Martin Luther King. Like, I can feel it. I feel like as a black dude, I'm supposed to say Bob Marley or Martin Luther King. However, I have watched every single episode of Seinfeld at least twice. And I'm a stand-up comedian. It's it's Jerry. It's Jerry for me. I'm sorry, Bob. I'm sorry, Martin. But you you guys did some cool cool stuff. Yeah. I mean, you did good work. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it was funny I've I mean, listened to the <laughs> I have a dream speech in full I've, I've listened to Bob Marley's legend as well as like album they stuff they split pretty evenly
0: yeah. And the important thing in the study is that they then asked them, like, how comfortable were you? How happy were you? How proud were you? And everybody was above the midpoint and the average was like a six out of eight. Yeah. 6.4 out
1: of eight. So like people like the shirts they But that, that's a very interesting point as well because it's not just saying pick a t-shirt. That's right. Before they pick the t-shirt, they had to say on a scale, yeah. um, like, like Dan has just yeah. said, um, how proud are you? How embarrassed would you be wearing it? How unhappy? And how comfortable So you're now Kind of getting Not just when they Look at it What would they Want to wear But it's like How do they think And feel about it And then it's like That's That's the one That you now get to wear That's it And in this one For whatever reason (laughs) It was like
0: Six times More likely And that's just Incredible People were like Saying like Yeah they're pretty much Going to recognize You know that I'm wearing This Bob Marley t-shirt Or whatever When it was six times Less likely than they Predicted Yeah That's
1: incredible That is phenomenal, man. And it's yep. like, I've had days where, I've had days where I'm feeling myself. Like bad hair days? Oh, wait. No, good no, no. Good days. Good, day. good, good days. Well, it's a good day. Has either of us had a good hair day in quite some time, Dan? You're like two bald men talking about good You're hair bald. days. Every day's a good hair Every day. Every day's a great I'm hair day, day, man. I haven't had bed hair in like at least a decade. <laughs> But I've had days where I've got like a crush on myself. Have you ever had oh, that yeah. day? I, sometimes a day. I beer goggle myself. Yeah, man. Yeah. You, you look at it, you're like, you know what? That's not bad. Yeah. And the thing that's <laughs> the thing that's interesting is when you like listeners, if you've ever had a day, if you haven't had a day when you've had a crush on yourself, firstly, my condolences, is you are missing out. But like Those are good days. when you have a day when you've got a crush on yourself, when you hit the streets like you feel like everyone's aware Mm -hmm. that you are looking and feeling good. And you're now, because you're filled that perception of yourself is that I'm lovely. I'm lovable. I'm attractive. Mm -hmm. You are now associating that with other people. So if you're having a day when you've got a crush on yourself Even if someone looks at you, you're now thinking they're looking at me because I look pretty dope. However, if you're having a bad hair day, the similar thing happens where you're now thinking, oh, they're looking at me because my hair looks terrible. So you're just thinking about how you feel and you're projecting that onto other people. Like you've not even asked anyone. And even if you were to ask anyone, what does my hair look like today? Firstly, they're going to be like, well, one, you're bald. So what's the question really? But secondly, they're more concerned with how their hair looks than how your the, hair looks.
0: That's the important bit in this whole thing. It's, it's the last thing they're looking at is your hair. Yeah. They haven't even noticed you're in the room yet because they're more worried about their hair. <laughs> it's almost like we're these intersecting, interacting atoms that are oblivious of each other.
1: Yeah. Completely self-contained worried. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's such a beautiful way of putting it, it's man. like a petri dish where all yeah. the little things is are just
0: completely inward focused, bumping into each other. Oh thinking, my god! I
1: know. that is such a brilliant way of putting it, Dan. Because like I've been, I've been to like live shows, so like live music shows, and I've been there where it's like probably you've been in places where, let's say, the standing capacity. Like I've seen Pulp play. Was it Pop? No Blur. I've seen Blur play in Hyde Park so like the standing area is let's say like a thousand people and yet I felt like the band were playing for mm. me I felt like everyone mm. else in that space was in my way wow right. as much as I was right. connecting with them right I was still having my own individual experience yeah. and, and, and again, that's again, like maybe we
0: have to though maybe that's the way it has to be because we have to run the world through our filters to perceive it. Yeah. Now, studies like this and maybe the word philosophy in general can help because they can help us adjust a little better. They can help us remember a little bit more than other people. Like once upon a time, I was on this train trip. Leaving London. And as you look out the windows, you, you get to look into people's apartments kind of. Yes. And in row after row after row after row of almost identical buildings, there's all these windows. And each building, you kind of get the thing. There's a life in there. Yes. And they think that's an important one. Yeah. And it like it, sometimes it just like crashes into your reality that you're their background and they're the actors. <laughs> And that's really an important and useful experience to have. I think it's hard to hold it in the front of your brain, but if you can hold that in the back of your brain, it kind of, what, it makes you more of a human somehow.
1: It makes you more humanistic somehow. It's it's a great point, actually, because... I mean, some people might be listening to this podcast while they're having a commute. Maybe they're in the gym. Maybe they're in a, a cafe. uh, Like, you know, maybe they're at home, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, But if you, the next time you find yourself, let's say you're in a queue. uh, Let's say you're at a show. Let's say you're in a classroom. Let's say you're in, heaven forbid, like a conference meeting. <laughs> but like, just have a look around. Like the next time you see someone, just have a look around and think to yourself, That's an individual (laughs) and their the universe is their universe is revolving around them. I'm an individual and my universe revolves around me. I am the center of my universe. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way, but there's no other way for me to experience this universe than the way that I'm doing it now. There's things that can influence how I experience it, but I'm always going to be trapped in this body and this consciousness. And that's for everyone else as well. If we had more than five minutes left,
0: (laughs) we could talk about Einstein's relativity theory. Mm. Because the same thing happens with the physical world. Say a little bit about that. Well, I just like one of his biggest insights was that objects, their movement depends on what's around them, essentially. Yes. So to the extent that you're on an airplane and you throw something forward – It's now moving the airplane speed plus whatever you threw it. Well, our universe is moving. So we're all constantly moving. And I think physics got a lot more precise once that insight landed. Because before that, it was kind of objective. And there was gravity, but it forgot that the Earth's moving really fast. So anyway,
1: uh, we I think really, about that all the time. I think I'd lose my mind if I spent every woken, woken, every no. waking minute <laughs> thinking about how fast this Earth was spinning <laughs> around this giant ball of fire in the center of it. So why don't like, we talk about study three instead? Let's <laughs> instead. instead. Yeah, <laughs> safer. Really. So what? So in study three, they were looking at how we perceive, how we perceive others perceive our behavior and our acts of self presentation in a naturally occurring group. Yes. Where they
0: actually got together and they had a chat about, um like, problems with inner cities in the United States. Yes. And they actually talked about that. And then at the end, they actually all ranked how much they advanced the discussion,
1: them and everybody else. Yeah. Everybody ranked So, everybody. No, that's really important yeah. as well because after this – because they spoke for about – they had a 20-minute tw- discussion. Yep. Yeah. And so they had to rate, um, there was like four things that they were looking at. So it was like on a group level, how much have we advanced the discussion? How, how many number of speech errors were made? Uh, The number of comments made that may have offended someone, as well as the comments made by other members of the group that might be judged critically. So, you're looking at that at a group level. So, let's say you have – they had like three to seven participants in a group. So, let's say it's you and six other people. You want to now assess after 20 minutes of discussing, where does our discussion line up in those elements? Did they not
0: rate each one of them? No, they did that after. Yes, at
1: first it was like as a group. Yep. And then secondly, then it was like, now, how would you rate each member of the group in each of those categories? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then but they were then looking at how we rate ourselves as individuals in that kind of, um, in that dynamic. That's right. So essentially, as an individual, if I'm in a group, they're looking at how much do I think i've contributed to the discussion or advanced it should i say how aware am i of the actual speech errors that i make um how do i feel about my words and whether or not they've defended sorry offended someone and then also how how critically judged can my contributions be Or, or were they yeah
0: and what they found is across every single one of these dimensions all six of them Each person rate themselves significantly, substantially higher than the other group members did. So, again, it's just showing the same thing. I mean, that's the thing. With these five studies, there's not a new aha, but now what we've done critically is moved out of appearances, wearing a shirt you either feel proud of or feel embarrassed by, and toward an actual discussion with a real team about a real issue where you literally just think they're noticing me and listening to me a lot more than they are. So to me, there's not a lot more else that we would need to say about Study Three.
1: Uh, anything else about it that you? I, I, the only thing that yeah. I would say that I found really fascinating about Study Three is that <laughs> everyone thinks that they're above average. Oh yes, like that's called the "Lake Wobegon effect." Oh, say say a little bit of that, yeah. about that because that's like such a fascinating thing that happens in several. If you have six people, there is an average. Yet all six of them would believe that they're above average. But even if all six of them were above average, there would just be a new average. So someone has to be the lowest. Someone has to be the highest. Someone has to be closer to the average. But er, no one believes that they are the average right. individual, even though most people are. Yes, it's just incredible. I mean, you yeah, just you're saying it. much. No, you, oh, you're, you're not. It oh, perfect. It's an accidental scholar. And he, yes, maybe not to accidental. <laughs> We've been doing this for a while. You're yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, one of the things I find enormously interesting too is if you have a husband and a wife, or um, you know, two partners, estimating their amount of contribution to the household.
1: I should say actually at this point, if you have both a husband and a wife. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a very modern relationship. Uh, You're killing it. (laughs) Yeah, you're... you're, That's free incomes. Also, your your sex life must be... You are having a good time. (laughs) Oh, my God. can't believe we got here.
0: Oh, my God. So, anyway, the idea, though, is... If you just have everybody add up how much you contribute in terms of walking the dog and you making the breakfast and you getting the groceries, and then you just added up those percentages, it's always way more than 100%. Because everybody, again, sees their own contributions. You know when you went down to the store. Yeah. And you don't see everybody
1: else going down to the store. So totally. you don't make it salient. Okay. What about study four? What What'd they do there? So, yeah, study four. And I guess we'll kind of like keep this brief uh, once again. But, study- but the t shirt yeah, the t-shirts come back. And this time the t-shirts come back and it's my man Villain Ice. <laughs> Shirt
0: says, ice, ice,
1: ice baby. baby. <laughs> oh, oh, I actually want that. I want to start wearing that one out. Just come to East London, <laughs> man. You see like 19 hipsters rocking Valina ice t shirts, oh, ironically, oh, man. Like, we love that stuff in that East London, man. So East funny. London, someone will rock a Barry Manilow t shirt just because no one else is. Yeah, so it's a bit absolutely. like, oh, yeah, yeah, man. So let me yeah. just be. So a this bit-
0: study would not work as well in that time, in that place, I think.
1: Ooh. You know what I mean? Now, it might work more, you know, because hip hipsters, like hipsters aren't being, hipsters are very interesting because they're trying to show how much they're not part of the status quo in terms of like, especially if you look at their fashion sense. So they assume that people are paying even more attention to them because they think yeah. they're standing out yeah. more. Yeah. They're like, "Well, look at my crazy haircut, yeah. Yeah. look at my bright green so they um, might, trousers." They might expect it they would. To I think they would expect more. it even higher because they think they're the most original thing. That's right. But if you live in East London and you're a hipster, you're just part of the average. That's right. That's right. Like, like you're, yeah. Your other point. yeah, everyone is wearing some kind of crazy like color or some weird haircut or so it all just blends in. Well, what is important about study four? <laughs> yes, 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 yes.
0: Not even the shirt. But what happened was it's the exact same as study one, except on this one, after they estimated how many people saw that shirt, they said, did you think about anything else before telling us that number? And what they found disproportionately is that people started even higher. Yes. Their initial estimate was like all of them would have seen my Vanilla Ice t-shirt or like 90%. And then I rethought that and I brought it down to 60% or something like that. And I guess the reason why this is so important in this particular study is it's showing that we are adjusting. Yes. We aren't children when you're very young, apparently you think that you're the center of the universe and everybody kn- knows and believes exactly what you do. As you get older, you start to realize that's
1: not the case. And so you adjust more. You just don't adjust enough. Yes. Which is like, that's one of the things I found really encouraging is that, and that's why I say it, the issue isn't being egocentric. And when I said misbehaving earlier, I don't mean as in behaving badly, I just being misbehaving in the sense of knowing one thing but behaving in a way that's contrary to the knowledge that you have. Mm. So we we now adjust this because we're aware that, okay, maybe not everyone is paying attention to me. We have that awareness. Yeah, yeah. We have that self-awareness. But even in adjusting for it, we're still grossly overestimating yes, yes. who is paying attention to us. By a factor us. of sex.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that's just so incredible about this. this. And then uh, in the very last study, let's just put that one out there. Um, one of the things that they worried about, and it's right, they should have worried about this. It's really tricky to ask people how they made decisions because we don't really have access to our own decision making. There's emotions involved and there's um, subconscious processing going on. So in this next one, they wanted to manipulate the subjective strength of a person's initial anchor. While keeping the objective strength of the anchor in place, and so that was like actually a tricky little puzzle. Do you want to talk about like how they did that, or do you recall how he did that? I, I don't
1: especially <laughs> want to talk about I want to it because about. I mean, well, go, no, no no I want to talk yeah, about yeah. it, but I'm trying to remember what the hell they did. Well once here they I did. Fight. Some people they just made the
0: they made the people wear oh, the oh shirt. Oh yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Go for it, go, well, go for it. I love this. Yeah, yeah. This I mean, one was lovely. It's, love it's just so naturally occurring. For some people, they stuck the shirt on a long time before they did it. And other ones, they put the shirt on and said, okay, now walk through the room. And the theory was that if you're wearing the shirt for a while, you kind of get accustomed to it. It's not feeling so weird on you. It's not like popping off your chest with this vanilla ice thing. So anyway, that's exactly what they found.
1: That, well, yeah, that I found fascinating. Yeah, I'm really excited about study yes, five we as do. well. It's because clever. when I mentioned this idea of like feeling yourself or having a bad hair day, that's very much at the beginning of the day. <gasps> if you ask someone at the beginning of the day, like Dave, they, for them, it's it's at its height of importance yeah. and significance. Yeah. Like how you look before you step out of your house, when you look in the mirror, just to give yourself a quick check it's the it's the, it's freshest yeah. when someone's now on their way home from work. Who's worried about having a yeah. bad hair yeah. day when yeah. they're on their way home from yeah, work? That's interesting. Like by then, through. you're over it. You're not even thinking uh, about it. You've engaged huh. with so many people. Yeah. You're like, no one notices me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who yeah. would notice that's me? Really like I'm just like, I've now become so accustomed mm. with myself. Yeah. And that's what they were looking at. Yeah. So it's like yeah. when we send people in fresh, mm. you've mm. put the t-shirt on. It's at the forefront of your mind. Now go into this room. Yep. You're thinking about the t-shirt. Yep. However, if you've sat down in this t-shirt for 15 minutes and you've probably completed a different study, yep. the t-shirt doesn't hold yeah, as much significance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: That's really cool. Yeah. I, could. I mean, do you ever get like a shirt or a t- trousers that you really do enjoy quite a bit? Yeah. Yes. And the first couple of times you wear them, you do have that sort of self-glow going yep. on. But after like the fifth or seventh time, eh, I mean, it's not that they're not as attractive,
1: it's just you kind of forget that they're new. I've got I've got two shirts that I wear these two specific shirts, I wear them very infrequently. And this is a bit of an insight into the nonsense that goes on into my mind. I have labeled them the world's most dangerous shirts. Oh! (laughs) I feel so good in these shirts that I very rarely wear them. Because I'm a bit like, when I wear this shirt... (laughs) Have I no one has. These? I don't. You may not have seen them. I'm coming over. Sometime. You may not have seen them. Like, um well, we're we're gonna head out at the the end of the month, All right? right? We're it. gonna head out in East London Let's and like that. get some like some '80s music going again. Um But these two shirts, I may wear one of yes. them on that night. But I just feel so good in the shirt that I'm just a bit like, how could yes. people yes. It's not be gobbling? Yeah, it's, it's a, like, a competitive advantage. Yeah, yeah. it's a G-code. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man. It's like. <laughs> I'm doping, basically. Um, <laughs> <I'm, laughs> you can hire your own supply. Yeah, yeah. When I put that, sh- when I put that shirt on, I'm Lance Armstrong oh in the Tour God. de France <laughs> It's like, you guys I don't have a chance. So man. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Okay. okay. We are there. I mean, yeah. the
0: good news is we got through the studies and they're really pretty. They're really, really pretty work. And it's what social science is at its best, which is, um, naturalistic observations of key fundamental interesting biases that we humans have. And by the end of this walk through the five studies, you really have a better insight into not only what's happening, but why. Totally. So I think that's really powerful. So I'm I'm signing off. I feel like we did a good job and I don't wanna we easily could go into a couple more um interesting issues, but I think this is about what the readers need
1: out of this. Totally. Also, I've got stuff to do. That (laughs) shirt on. You gotta get that shirt on and Oh, goodness me, listeners. Thank you very much for rocking with us. Um, we're very much appreciating all of the shout outs we're getting on Twitter, on LinkedIn as well. You guys are just being like, it's just encouraging us even more. We've also had like, um, we had one guest on. We had Bruce Daisley on the eye care effects episode. We've been getting people who have been hitting us up, like, yeah, yeah. can I come on? Yeah. And also people being a bit like, could you break down this, yeah. this research? Here's study? an article that either I've written or that I just don't quite understand. Yeah. <laughs> so like, thank you very much. Keep it all coming. And once again, if you are on iTunes as well, just drop us a five star review. If you want to drop us a four star review, keep it to yourself. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, an really opinion. Yeah, that's an opinion that the world doesn't need. <laughs> you guys are dope. Thanks for rocking with us. Ciao.